Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online. This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, hockey is starting, NBA upcoming, baseball playoffs soon as well. Plus, hey, the Ryder Cup, so you can lay some money down on Team USA as well. 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the website. BetOnline, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you. Download, subscribe, rate, and review Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by our good friends at Rosie's Corner, Brewerton Ace Hardware, Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company, Camillus Golf Club, and Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices together. They'll work to get you the maximum reward. And for more, you can visit them online. It's stanleylawoffices.com. That's stanleylawoffices.com and on all the social media platforms as well. Upstate New York personal injury and workers comp. Stanley Law Offices, a proud ML Sports Platter title sponsor. All right, let's preview the week in the NFL. We're getting to it, aren't we? I mean, you know, mid-November, inching towards Thanksgiving, which Thanksgiving's early this year, I think. And uh, I got to tell you... I'm happy about that. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday for purely the food. Purely the food. Uh, My second favorite holiday? I mean, do I want to be selfish and say July 4th because it's summer? I probably should say Christmas because of my kids now. 
Um, I don't know. I'm not even going to talk about that. But my number one is is Thanksgiving. I'm not going to lie. I love the food. The food is amazing. I love Feast Week in college basketball. And I love all the NFL. Although, please, 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 and I haven't even looked at the Thanksgiving schedule yet, but good grief. Do not give us a game the entire week with, with, with what we have for this Thursday night game. And I'm just going to blow completely over it. Panthers at Bears. Uh, I mean, as far as like major, major mega breakdowns, this game is pathetic. And it's basically a game where if you're the fan base of these teams, you want your team probably to lose because you just want to keep, keep uh, uh, helping out your, um, you know, your, uh, (laughs) your draft stock. I'm going to pick the Bears at home because they're they're a better team, which isn't saying anything. In this case, I think they have more playmakers. And obviously DJ Moore, the former Panther, probably will go off in this one. Give me the Bears 23 to six in that game. All right. Uh, and that game will be over by the time you hear this. Thank God. They shouldn't even play it. Colts at Patriots. This one's in Frankfurt. Another game I couldn't care less about. Colts at Patriots here in a situation where I think Indy's the better team, but Gardner Minshew, Bill Belichick defense, are there turnovers? I think this game is kept close, but I do think the Colts go into Foxborough and win because a couple of their guys make more plays. How about Zach Moss, the former Bill? It just didn't work out in Buffalo, but he's second in the NFL in, uh, runs, um, uh, yardage runs. And, uh, and, and run yardage. And I got to tell you, I think Michael Pittman Jr. maybe makes a play or two. And uh, I'm going to take the Colts in this game. Uh, really, really rooting for, as I always do uh, with former Syracuse players, of course, my guy, Zaire Franklin. Um, I haven't looked at the entire NFL uh, statistics yet, but there were a couple of weeks where he was leading the entire NFL in tackles. He has 102 right now, which is that's pretty good. And uh, I got to tell you... Um, I'm going to click on it right now. Let's see what we got here. Stats. This is this is just podcasting at its best right here, people. Team statistics, player statistics, sacks, tackles. Here we go. Let's go. I just clicked it right here, and he's still at the top. He's. I was going to say he's either still leading or it's really close. I was had some guys in my mind. I didn't have TJ Edwards of the Bears in my mind. He's second with 100. I had Roquan Smith and Bobby Wagner in my mind, though, but they are, wow, they're 17 and 19 tackles behind him respectively. How good of a tackle season, by the way, is Zaire Franklin having? I mean, Lamonte Davis is a pretty good player, right? He has 78 tackles. Terrell Bernard for the Bills, he's always around the ball. Terrell Bernard is way behind with 80. So Zaire Franklin, my guy, linebacker out of Syracuse, tremendous year, and uh, hopefully he makes some plays in New England as well. He's uh, 27 years old now already. I can't believe it. He was picked in the 2018 draft in the seventh round. Yeah. Colts got a good one there. I'm going to pick Indy close in Foxborough, 20-17. to 17. Moving through the games that are on this side of the pond in the NFL. Again, it's a week 10 preview here on the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Ken's Auto Detailing and Bowers & Company CPAs as well as Jam & Beats. If you're in the need for a DJ this Christmas holiday season, of course, you can go with Jam & Beats for your private party, holiday party, and a lot more. Texans going into the Bengals' uh, house, and this is one of the best games of, of, of the week. I never imagined that we'd be talking about the Houston Texans in Week 10 fighting for a playoff spot, going into Cincy, and it being one of the games of the week. Yes, but that is where we are. We have C.J. Stroud right now, undoubtedly, rookie of the year, well over 2,200 yards, 14 touchdowns. Folks, he doesn't turn the ball over. Only one interception this year. They have star power. They have defensive guys who get after it. They are playing hard for D'Amico Ryans. This is a team that has surprised a million people. There's somebody on my YouTube feed that a couple of months ago said, watch out for the Texans. And I was like, eh, they're like a year or two away. That person was right so far. Now we have a lot of football left to play. We have nine games left, but wow, this game is a lot more competitive going in than we thought. 
Still picking the Bengals here, though, because the Bengals are the hotter team. The Bengals have won a bunch of games in a row. They are now 5-3. and three. They're in position to make a monster run. They're a really good uh, t- team at home. They're favored by 7. I'm taking them by 10, 31 to 21. Saints at Vikings. Oh yeah, Josh Dobbs. How about that performance last week? He didn't even know some of the names of the offensive players. He didn't know the playbook. He didn't take one snap on the offensive side of the ball with the first team. Oh my God. And the Vikings offensive line has been getting better and better each and every week. I'm loving Madison. I'm loving Josh Dobbs. I'm loving the momentum. Justin Jefferson should be back this week. I'm loving this team right now. And that defense does not get enough credit I'm going Minnesota, man. I am. They're home. They're hot. <clears throat> Look out for Minnesota right now, man. I, I think that's going to be a wild crowd as well. Saints on the road are always vulnerable. Give me the Vikings. 30-27 to 27 in a nail-biter. Packers at the Steelers. This is very simple to me. Uh, Jordan Love is not ready to go into that atmosphere. The Packer defensive line is struggling to hold runners. Um, look for Pittsburgh to have a big ground game. Eat the clock. Work some play action. I want George Pickens, not just for fantasy, but to get some catches in this game if you are a Matt Canada fan. Um, obviously, me being a Bills fan, I want the Steelers to lose because the Bills are so bad right now that you literally are starting to watch, not starting, you have been watching since you lost to the Patriots uh, all these other games because there's a very good chance the Bills don't even make the playoffs. Give me the Steelers at home in this one, 17 to 14, uh, in a very, very physical game. Titans at Buccaneers. You know what? I got to go home team here, even though I don't trust Baker Mayfield. Although, you know, he's only thrown four interceptions. The key to this game for the Titans is going to be slowing down Mike Evans and trying to get a short field off a turnover, you know, picking off Baker and all the rest. Um, And the key for me for the Buccaneers is going to be stopping Derrick Henry. Give me Tampa at home, 24 to 21. 49ers at Jaguars. This one, arguably the game of the week, is it not? I mean, my goodness, the 49ers and Jags both come off of a bye week. There's star power across the board. Purdy had had a week to rest and get ultra, ultra healthy. McCaffrey, Ayuk, we're expecting Debo Samuel back. Last I read some reports. Uh, The 49ers defense needs to get its SHIT together. There's no question about that. And I think this game is going to be about the Jaguars defense making sure, you know, where's the spy, who's going where, and can they get to Purdy before he releases the ball quickly. The Jaguars uh, on the other side, they can take advantage of a very, very vulnerable, um, you know, San Fran defense that's all of a sudden started to give up, you know, some chunk yardage. But you've got some star power in this game across the board. You've got Trevor Lawrence, you have Debo Samuel, you have Nick Bosa. uh, You've got some wicked studs on the Jaguars defense as well. Um, you know, Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen, uh, you know, Josh Allen has nine sacks already this year. Um, you know, this Jaguar team gets after the quarterback. So Kyle Shanahan, I guarantee is going to try to get the ball out early on throws. And of course, utilize his stable of running backs. This is a hard game for me to pick. I think the Jaguars should be favored, not the Niners by three, uh, because they're home and the Niners have to travel across the country. But with two weeks rest, both teams, I think it's a toss up. I'm going to take the Niners close 27 to 23. Meanwhile, Browns at Ravens, huge game in the AFC North. And oh, by the way, that's the best division in football. Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, all right now look like they are quality playoff teams. And you could argue the Ravens is the best team in the NFL. This team is running the ball like crazy. This team can throw it. Lamar is all over the place. You can't catch him. He throws it. He runs it. And oh, by the way, that offensive line is just bludgeoning people one after another after another. I heard Jeff Saturday on PTI with Tony and Mike, and he was talking about just how unbelievable the offensive line has been 
pushing down the field and all the rest. Lamar only has nine touchdowns throwing the ball, but he has five running the ball. And whether it's Edwards or Lamar or Hill or even Keaton Mitchell last week, this Ravens run game is out of control good. And it's funny because they're not even running the old system. Remember, they had the pistol system with Greg Roman where they were a run team. And it was, you know we're going to put Lamar in the, you know, a lot of the RPO stuff and we're going to run the ball and then we're going to set up some pass, but it's going to be, you know, revolved around Lamar. Well, now it's revolved around both Lamar's arm and his, and the ground game overall, but there isn't a pistol. It's just a different offense with everything thrown in there. And it's been absolutely spectacular to watch. It's been an absolute joy to watch. And oh, by the way, the Baltimore Ravens are showing you once again, sorry, uh, Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs and all these running backs who were crying, being little babies in the offseason about, you know, oh, pay me. I, I deserve more. I'm this and that. Really? Really? How about a running back in Keaton Mitchell? How about a rookie undrafted dude? out of East Carolina, who's 21 years old, who last week in one game, and I'm not saying that these guys are all going to turn into freaking Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, or Jim Brown. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that you can find running backs, and even for one game minimum, they can go off. Yeah, 5'9", 195, this dude had a day last week. I'm going to take Baltimore at home. There is no hotter team in the NFL, and there is no better team in the NFL couple of picks thrown by Deshaun Watson, and I think Gus Edwards, Lamar in the game go off in this game. 33-16, to Ravens win it. Falcons at Cardinals, I'm going to, in a surprise move, take the Cardinals at home. They've been playing really, really well. Can they hang in there? Can they save some gas for the fourth quarter? Atlanta on the road, 1-3 team. I don't trust them. I'm going to go with the Cardinals at home in a mini upset, 23-20. Lions are at the Chargers. Very interesting game here. Chargers coming off bludgeoning the Jets. The Lions had the week off, but they have to travel. There's going to be a lot more Lion fans and Charger fans, I would assume. Mm, Spending the right money on the Lions would make sense, but I'm going to go Chargers in this game. I have a weird feeling that maybe they're getting a little bit hot and they're figuring a couple of things out. I don't want to go Chargers in this game. I'm going to take the Lions in my pick but I'm going to take the Chargers in my real deal. Holyfield here, 28-27. to Late field goal gets it done. Giants are at the Cowboys. This game will not be competitive. Dallas has everything. The Giants do not. And yet the Cowboys blew that game against Philly last week. Thanks to Dak Prescott taking a sack. You had a penalty. Absolutely atrocious. And that was after the Eagles handed them a drive or almost handed them the ball on a short field where they almost fumbled. They could have easily just downed it and then punted it away anyway. Dallas still got the ball, still drove down, still got into the red zone area, and Dak Prescott was a complete mess and took a sack. I mean, he had a second or two to realize, oh, wow, I'm not going to be able to get this ball off in time and make a great throw for a high percentage play or a touchdown. So just throw the damn ball away and move on. He didn't, and he took a sack. And then he didn't even throw it to the end zone. So Dallas has their problems, but... That was the Eagles. This is the Giants. Yeah, 45-10. to 10. Dallas gets it done. I'm going to go Dak Prescott over 400 yards and CeeDee Lamb over 150 yards in this game, passing and receiving, respectively. Commanders going into the Seahawks' den, and I think this game's going to be a route as well. Seattle favored by 6.5. By the way, the Cowboys are favored by 16.5 in their game. Seattle, I think they cover as well, 30-13 to 13 over the Commanders. I think Geno Smith needs a big rebound game against a very formidable defensive line, although without Chase Young now, who is now in San Francisco. Seattle is a very interesting team, right? I mean, you know, you can't really lose uh, 
you know, another game here. I know the NFC probably allows you to still hang in there, but if you're Seattle, you got to win this game against an inferior opponent. You want to stay up there with the Joneses because the NFC West is absolutely positively there for the taking. Jets are at the Raiders. I'm going Raiders all day here. The Jets are starting to fall apart. They turn the ball over left and right. The offensive line is a disaster. Zach Wilson sacked eight times last week against the Chargers. And really, the defense doesn't look that great either compared to the beginning of the year. And they're trying to keep them in there. But my God, they're on the field all day long. I do think they'll try to keep it close here for about two, three quarters. And then maybe the Raiders get a touchdown or two in the fourth. Too much Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams playmakers there. Give me the Raiders at home. 23 to 16. We'll preview the Monday night game between the Broncos and the Bills next here on the ML Sports Platter, all brought to you by our great, great friends over at Welch and Company Jewelers. Shop the showcase today for the best jewelry around at welchjewelers.com. That's welchjewelers.com. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, Liverpool Physical Therapy, the Al and Angus Pub, and our awesome friends at Bonnet Sales and Service. The door specialist, hey, when your garage door fails, call Bonnet Sales today. Family owned and operated for over 50 years, man. The door specialist, you can get free estimates today. And I'm telling you right now, Go follow them on Facebook as well, because when you see some of the pictures there, when they're posting their brand new garage doors of all kinds, I'm telling you, residential, commercial, whatever it might be, you can go to bonnetsalesandservice.com and check out the gallery as well. Your home, your place of business completely changes with the look of new garage doors from Bonnet Sales and Service. So for more information or to schedule an appointment and get a free estimate, call them today at 676-4603. That's area code 315-676-4603. And visit them on Route 11 and Central Square and also at bonnetsalesandservice.com. That's bonnetsalesandservice.com. Bills hosting the Broncos on Monday Night Football. We'll preview that game next on The Platter. Mike Lindsley back with you here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Rosie's Corner and Jam and Beats. Bills hosting the Broncos for Monday Night Football. And listen, I don't have confidence that the Bills can win against anybody right now. I, I really don't. Um, that's just the flat-out truth of it. They've lost to the Jets without Aaron Rodgers, had a double-digit lead uh, at halftime. They lost to the Patriots. They shouldn't have beaten the Giants. They, they looked awful in London against the Jaguars. And they just lost to the Cincinnati Bengals in a game where, yeah, they could have won that one too had they kept the high-tempo uh, offense going and not screwed around. They had bad turnovers. Kincaid fumbled it when they started to get a lot of momentum. The defense, you can't ask them to do anything more. I mean, there's a million examples I can give you, the most recent being that they stopped Cincinnati enough after a drive right at the beginning of the game, first one for the Bengals. And in the second half, third quarter, they you know held Cincinnati on downs, and then the offense got the ball back, and then Kincaid fumbled. You know, after right after the third quarter ended on, on, on just a great play, but it was, it was a fumble, and Allen threw an interception in the first half. And, like, you can't do those things, and the defense is just being asked to come out and come out and come out. Now, yeah, three and a half minutes to go, Bengals got the ball. Defense had an opportunity to stop them. Again, asking a lot, right? Von Miller could have had Joe Mixon right there, but he can't make plays anymore. Um you know, again, the Bills came all the way back in New England. They took the lead. The defense went out. They let Mac Jones and an offense with no weapons and an awful offensive line, you know, storm down the field and, and retake the lead and win the game. Those couple of examples are inexcusable, but the big picture is you can't keep letting the defense out there over and over and over again. I'm going to take the Bills in this game. <clears throat> I don't know if it's going to be an ugly win. I think that they're favored by way too much. I mean, I don't know how you can give them a seven and a half point favorite here with Denver. Sean Payton, they just held the Chiefs to, what, nine points? Denver may be figuring some things out. Sean Payton and company, they're now three and five. If they were to win this game, 
they would all of a sudden kind of make some things interesting, would they not? I mean, I think that they would, you know, um, because now you're looking at a team like at four and five, and you're going, oh, geez, if they win a couple more, you know, they're going to be showing up on the in-the-hunt graphics. Meanwhile, the Buffalo Bills, if they lose this game, their season is over. I'd like to think there's going to be urgency because of that reason. I'd like to think that Allen and Diggs and those guys can come right out and start going, and Dorsey and Sean McDermott getting in their ear like, dude, this is a must-win. Our season now is officially on the line, and this team being five and four, they need to win the next two at home. There's no other way to say it. If they lose one of those games, they're completely done probably. Um... You know, look, with all that being said, the Dolphins, you know, are leading the AFC East, but they're only leading it by one game over the Bills. And if the Bills had beaten the Bengals, they would be at the top of the AFC East and we'd be having a lot of different conversations right now. The problem is the Bills have to go at Philly still, at Kansas City still, at the Chargers still, and have the Cowboys at home. The schedule is a gauntlet, although they just got rid of part of the gauntlet by playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, Miami... They play Vegas at home, at the Jets, at Washington, Tennessee at home, Jets at home, Dallas at home, at Baltimore, and the Bills at home. Their schedule, slightly easier, still some really hard games in there, but the Bills need to turn it around to the point where they're getting stacked wins, playing better, still everything is in front of them, believe it or not, and you hope for a chance that maybe the Dolphins slip up once or twice going into those last three games with Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo, right? Like... To me, I'm thinking like Vegas, Jets, Washington, Tennessee, and the Jets again. Do the Dolphins, can they lose one of those games or two? I don't think they're going to lose two. But if they can lose one of those games, if you're a Bills fan, what you want is not to win five in a row. If they win those five in a row, the division's going to be toast for the Bills. They're just going to have to battle for a wild card. But if they lose one... And then you've got the last three games there and the Bills stack wins and start playing better. There's a very good chance that the Bills can still make the playoffs as a wild card or the Bills go, they're going to have to go into Miami with the division on the line and win that game. I mean, that's what we're kind of looking at here from a Bills perspective. And that's why you have to take care of the Jets week one, no Aaron Rodgers and the Patriots. I'm going to take the Bills in this game cautiously. I think the line is ridiculous. They're favored by seven and a half. I'm going to pick them by three. I don't have a ton of confidence in this team. I don't have a ton of confidence in the offense or the coaching uh, to stay consistent. And so therefore, I think it's a low scoring game. And I'm going to go 23 to 20. The Bills win on Monday Night Football. Four teams are idle. Eagles, Dolphins, Rams, and Chiefs. You can make the argument. It's three of the top four teams in the NFL right now. In fact, well, uh, I definitely go go Chiefs-Eagles. Might want to put Miami. I, I I think the top three teams in the NFL right now would be would be Eagles one, Ravens two, Chiefs three, and then from there, eh, you know, you could probably take anybody. I maybe put the Jaguars at the next team as the next team. Um, Dolphins are probably a top five though, top five, top six. You have to pick them. I think at that point, but you know, the NFL is a crowded crowded deal here, man. Right now, you know, and there, there aren't there isn't a great team this year. There's not an elite team. Um, you know, I'd probably have to throw, I mean, as far as top five goes, well, you know what? I'd throw, I'd throw the lines in there. I'll give you my top five teams right now. 49ers have been playing a little iffy lately, so I'm not going to put them in there. Number one, Eagles. Number two, Chiefs. No, number one, Eagles. Number two, Ravens. Number three, Chiefs. Number four, Lions. And then I'm going to go number five. I'll go Miami, but there's still a lot of time left in this season. ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Bonnet Sales and Service, CH Insurance, Brewerton Ace Hardware, and the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group. Log on today to vcgtransforms.com to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. 
This is Joe Convertino Jr. at CH Insurance. Over the years, the Orange have set a great example of teamwork, and it's what we strive toward every day with our talented team, clients, and partners. Follow us on social media. Go SU! We're in your corner. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.